Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris, and whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Tuesday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Facebook and we have Twitter. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine. You'll find it. You'll follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in pigskin frenzy, follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, notifications from across college and NFL football. Just a friendly reminder that we are a hundred days out, and I repeat, a hundred days out from college football. Wednesday will hit, it'll be tomorrow, then we'll be in the double digits, 99 days until college football. Exciting time, uh, college football come, you know, it's, it's like, as I would, I said in a previous episode, it's like Christmas for sporting events. It literally is. Labor Day weekend, college football, week one, the kickoff, and then you have the next week, you have NFL. So football season is going to approach, you know, be here right before we know it. It's approaching quickly. We're in the kind of the dead period right now in the offseason, the summer period, but we're going to get through it and we're going to talk about some, you know, projections in football. Today we're going to go over, you know, continue our projection conference standing series, but you know, that's pretty much all we're going to do. We're going to conclude it and just tie everything in together. Today, we're going to go over the ACC, so don't tune out yet. Uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Follow and like the pay, uh, follow and like pages on Facebook and Twitter. Share around and follow on Podbean and Spotify and on all platforms everywhere. Just make sure you're plugging in and keeping up with Pigskin Frenzy. Okay, so let's just kick right off and just talk about our main thing today conference projection standings. We've been doing it for the past two weeks. Two weeks ago on Pigskin Frenzy, go back and watch that episode. I talked about the Big Ten. I picked Michigan to beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Just giving you a recap. And then last week we did the Pac-12 where I picked USC to beat Washington. Um, the Pac-12 has probably some of the best quarterback play in you know, I'm about, to, I'm about to get into the ACC's quarterback play because they have some good some good quarterbacks too. So, But the Pac-12 has some good quarterback play with uh, Caleb Williams, the defending and reigning Heisman Trophy winner coming back. Then you have Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, Bo Nix from Oregon, and Cam Rising from Utah. So you got some great quarterbacks and some star players in the Pac-12. Everyone hates on the back tw- back, uh, the Pac-12. Sorry, my wording. The Pac-12 for, you know, being a, you know, conference where it's just all offense, no defense, and it's just kind of, you know, one, flashy, but two, you know, not quite up to par with the Big Ten and SEC. However, the Pac-12 still got some interesting teams, and they're in the conversation in when it comes to the college football playoff race. So, so just just pump the brakes on the Pac-12 and just watch some of them this year. It may be fun. They're still working out some media rights deals. So I'll have another update on that in a future episode or on Facebook and Twitter if you follow Pigskin Frenzy on there. So the ACC, we're going to get into the ACC. After the ACC, we have two more conferences left. We will do one conference next week, and then two weeks we'll conclude with the last conference in a two weeks in two weeks on Tuesday on Pigskin Frenzy. But the ACC... 
um, the Atlantic Coastal Conference. So, <clears throat> who, I mean, who do we have? We have teams like Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina. We have quarterbacks in there that you wouldn't believe. You have Jordan Travis, who established himself as a Heisman candidate uh, truthfully as a Heisman candidate last season for this year. So he's a preseason Heisman candidate. Then you have an up-and-coming quarterback for Clemson in Cade Klubnick. Cade Klubnick is, uh, in my opinion, you know, the legitimate, you know, the legitimate, he's the real deal. Um, he may not be a Jordan Travis this year, but he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Sophomore quarterback for Clemson. Then you have Drake May Jr. from North Carolina. Drake May, who will probably is a, another Heisman hopeful, um, will probably declare for the draft. And I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying he's got a shot at declaring for the draft after this season. Junior quarterback from North Carolina, Drake May. You got some guys there who uh, know how to, who know the game, uh, can excel at the game and could potentially play at the next level in the near future. So let's just kick it off with some of the standings. We're going to, uh, and here's how we're going to do this. So the ACC has no, n- no divisions. So they're just, you know, they're, it's just like everything else. I mean, everything is turning into no divisions because of conference realignment and everything going on there. So, just like, you know, the Pac-12, no divisions. Now, the Big Ten this season has divisions as well as the SEC, but Big 12, ACC, and Pac-12 have no divisions. So, ACC, no divisions. So, <clears throat> how are we going to do this? They have 14 teams. We're going to do 14 through 7 and then 6 through 1. So, we're going to have two graphics, pop up, pop them up all, and we're going to kick it off with 14 through 7 right now. So, let's pop up that graphic. Now, okay, so 14 through 7. 14, Virginia. I think Virginia is going to be uh, last. I think, you know, they are improving. They are building up. It's just going to take some time. Virginia at 14. Boston College at 13. 12, Syracuse. Uh, I like Dino Babers, but I think Syracuse still needs to build up a little bit. Uh, 11, Virginia Tech. 10, Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech is going to be much improved with Brent Pry as the new head coach. I think that it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see what Georgia Tech does in Atlanta, but I still think they'll be at 10. I'm not going to, you know, hold them out for a, a top five spot yet or a top six spot yet. So they're building and they're going to continue to build, but Georgia Tech at 10. Number nine, Louisville. New head coach, Jeff Brom. He's back uh louisville alumni and also former purdue head coach from last season so jeff rom is an amazing coach and i think he can turn it around at louisville but this year i'll i have them at the number nine spot just because i think it's still a rebuilding year you got to take some time with this rebuilding happening now for louisville number nine number eight duke i think duke will be much improved this year also they have a opener uh, the tough opener. Luckily, it's at home and they get home field advantage, but it's a tough opener against Clemson. So we got to watch out for that one. Number seven, Pittsburgh. So I think Pittsburgh will take a step back from last season, but Pitt will be, you know, will compete. I think they will compete and give the team some problems, but Pitt will be number seven and is number seven on my list here in the preseason. Again, it can change. It's just going by projections. So that's 14 through 7. Virginia 14, Boston College 13, Syracuse 12, Virginia Tech 11, Georgia Tech 10, Louisville 9, Duke 8, and 7, Pittsburgh. Or 
pit. So that's 14 through 7. We're going to turn that graphic off. And 6 through 1, you're going to think, okay, so you should have had this team here, and you should have had uh, that team there. You're going to think that when you look at my list. But I think it's pretty reasonable, my list is. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, you know, give you some reasons behind it. So we're going to pop up that 6 through 1 graphic now <laughs> okay so this may be a shorter episode today but i'm just going through everything going on in the acc so no big headlines for college football just 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 talking about some conference standings here on this podcast so number six nc state now you're gonna think okay why are they six they should be higher than six well i think the loss of devin leary may kind of may affect them a little bit devin leary transferred to kentucky solid quarterback and i think that's gonna kind of, you know, put some, puts, put some, you know, I wouldn't say doubt, but I guess the correct word is put some, you know, concern a little bit. You got to figure out who the quarterback is and you got to figure out where the offense is going. And once they figure that out, maybe NC State will be higher. Right now, I think the schedule is just too, you know, too tough a little bit, I think. So you got to think about it like this. So, now we're at 6-3-1. We're going to look at their schedule. So let's, let's look at their key games. Let's look at NC State's key games. They got a home game against Notre Dame. That's tough. Notre Dame improved a lot last season. Uh, while they started off slow, they bounced back in a huge way. Marcus Freeman is going to do an excellent job up there. And they have former Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman at the helm. So that's going to be a tough game for NC State against Clemson, even though it's a home game. These are home games for them. But it's still the opponent. Clemson, good football team. Kay Klubnick, solid quarterback, and he should be much improved with a full getting into a full season under his belt. Versus Miami, that's their next key game. Miami should be better. Tyler Van Dyke will be a will be much improved. Um, this is Mario Cristobal's second season up there, and Miami is going to look to bounce back in a big way. At at Wake Forest, even though Wake Forest lost Sam Hartman, I think Dave Clawson is going to try to find, find a way to bounce back and, you know, to regroup. It's at Wake Forest. That's, an, that's a, a tricky road game. I, I would consider that a trap game, so I would watch out for that one. And then versus North Carolina, Mac Brown and Drake May. A uh, good coach and a, a solid quarterback. Heisman hopeful in, in Drake May. So, I mean, those are some tough games, rivalry games, and some key games that I would watch out for on NC State on the Wolfpack schedule there. I mean, it's it's tricky, you know. NC State has a tendency of coming up from, from the ashes and upsetting people, but they also, you know, are going to have to come to play in these games. Dunder Dame's going to be, Probably a projected top 10 or top 15 ranked opponent. Clemson will be a top 10 opponent. Miami will be a top 15 opponent. I don't know where Wake Forest will land. I can't really say. They'll either be top 25 or maybe even unranked. Who knows? But North Carolina, I would solidly project that they're going to be a top 15 opponent as well. So these are some games that against potential ranked opponents, top 10 to top 15 ranked opponents, and these are some tricky games. That's why I put NC State at six. The loss of Devin Leary and these key games are a little bit tricky. Number five, Wake Forest. You're going to think, wow, you put Wake Forest at five. Sam Hartman, you know, going to Notre Dame, you know, does that do any effect? It does. It does a little bit of effect, but at the same time, I think Wake Forest will still be 
kind of in there. Um, early on, they have a game against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt will be much improved. I'm not going to sit there and say they're going to be ranked, but in the SEC East, they should be much improved. Vanderbilt with Clark Lee, um, it's going to be, uh, it should be a heck of a game, honestly, with Dave Clawson versus Clark Lee. Clark Lee will be, like I said, they had a solid year last year. They were much improved. They, unfortunately, you know, lost to Tennessee late, and but they had they scored some surprising wins over Florida, and it, Vanderbilt's going to be a team to watch out for. They, they may shock a lot of people. Then you got at Clemson. You look at Clemson, mm, that, that is a tough game right there, especially when it was a closer game last season in overtime at Salem Hill. So you got that. Then you have Clemson on the road this year. After a tough game last season, you got to go play them on the road. They beat you at home. Now you got to go back and face Kay Klubnick, who's an up and coming you know star in college football. You got to go play a solid quarterback in him, and you got a solid defense nonetheless. So Clemson, that's going to be a tough game as well. Then you got versus Florida State. Florida State's coming to to your house. Good, you got a home field advantage, but you also got Jared Verse on one end. You got Jordan Travis on the other end. You got Johnny Wilson. Uh, Big-time returning receiver for Florida State. It's just, it's just, you know, that could be a little much. I mean, they're they're one of the, the, the top teams in the ACC, and they had a solid season last year. Florida State coming into Salem Hill. Then you got NC State. Again, I mentioned it when I was talking about NC State. That could be a trap game for NC State, but that could also lead for NC State to bulk up a little bit and could beat Wake Forest. I mean, that game could go either way, and that's why I marked it down as a key game for Wake Forest. <clears throat> and then you got at Notre Dame. You got to go to South Bend and face your old quarterback in Sam Hartman. So that's going to be a, a very tough game. You got to go, but to, in around around the game time, it's in November, so it's going to be possibly cold and you got to face one of your, you got to face your former starting quarterback in Sam Hartman. So it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I think Notre Dame is looking like that's, that's literally that is a, a top 10 top 15 matchup, you know, you know, for Wake Forest here, they got to face a top 10, top 15 opponent in Notre Dame. So that does some, those are some tricky games. That's why I placed them at five. Number four, Miami. So Miami's got, a pretty tricky schedule as well. Some of their key games and are a little a little tough. Now, granted, they have a good quarterback and solid quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke. That's another guy I forgot to mention for, for the quarterbacks in the ACC. You have Tyler Van Dyke. He's a solid quarterback, and he's in much. He's going to be. I think he's going to be much improved. And Mario Cristobal is going to have Miami a little bit more ready than they did last season. It was his first season. They are rebuilding now. Mario Cristobal is going to look to pull the trigger in the second season there in Miami. So, Texas A&M, first game. Okay, first game, Texas A&M. They, last season, it was a close battle in College Station. I think Texas A&M, could be much improved as well, but it's looking like Miami could be as much improved as well. So, home game for AM uh, for Miami this year. AM beat them in a very close game last season at College Station. This will be even closer, and this is going to be in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. So, Miami against Texas AM. That is their second game of the year for Miami. And then we got to go to at North Carolina. If you're a Miami fan, you're looking at the door. You're going to have to face Drake May in a quarterback battle between Van. Tyler Van Dyke and Drake May 
at North Carolina, Chapel Hill. That's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to come to play. North Carolina is going to give everybody a heck of a game, and that's going to be a very tricky game right there at North Carolina. Then you got a home game against Clemson, another tricky game. Uh, Cade Klubnick um, is familiar with Hard Rock Stadium, obviously. He played Tennessee there last season in the Orange Bowl. It's going to be very, very tricky for them to try to, you know, get over the hump of Clemson at at even at home. Clemson's uh, going to be a, a probably a top ten, top five matchup there for Miami. So at NC State, you got to you got to play North Carolina State again. Like I said, North Carolina State, you got to figure out what they're going to do with the offense now that Devin Leary is at Kentucky. But North Carolina State always brings it. When it comes comes down to it, literally, when it comes down to being clutch, North Carolina State always, you know, they always come in clutch for some reason. They always find a way to try to upset somebody. So at North Carolina State, and it's in Raleigh, so you got to think, think about that as well. And then finally, at Florida State, obviously a rivalry matchup, obviously a tough game. You know, you got to go into Tallahassee to face a possibly red-hot Jordan Travis and Johnny Wilson, that connection there. And then you got Jared Burst on the other end. Solid defense, solid offense for Florida State. That's a game where you're going to have to come to play and play hard and, and, and prepare well for it. So at Florida State there. Miami, I put them at four just because of that hump. Um, I could see them going either way with Texas A&M. I could see it going either way with North Carolina. Uh, NC State, I could see it going either way with them. Clemson and Florida State, that's kind of an if. That's kind of an iffy one right there. That could be, if they're up for it, they could do it, maybe. It could be a little bit closer. But right now, if you look at it, those are some games that could probably, Miami could drop. So that's why I'm saying that Miami at four with probably the two losses to Clemson and Florida State. So, uh, and could be to North Carolina. If out of all these, I could see them losing, it could be North Carolina. So, number three, North Carolina, just who I was mentioning. So, North Carolina, Drake May, like I keep mentioning, he is he is one of my favorite quarterbacks in college football. I think he's very he's a solid quarterback. He makes accurate decisions. He's, his decision-making has gotten better since 2021. Uh, his arm strength is superb. And, you know, his his ball, his ball accuracy when he places the ball in the receiver's hands is solid. You know, it's, I snap my fingers like that because it's solid. It is. So... North Carolina opening at, opening up with South Carolina, if you look at their schedule. So South Carolina, that's an out-of-conference game. It's the SEC game, but it's in Charlotte, neutral site for them. South Carolina, that's going to be that's gonna be tough. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be a tough game. Spencer Rattler coming back. Um, they got Juice, Juice, you know, receiver for uh, South Carolina. Shane Beamer is going to have them ready to play. But I wouldn't. I would expect Mac Brown to have Drake May and company ready to play for South Carolina. So you got that? I marked all. I marked App State as their second game, and I will tell you why I marked that as a key game. App State has a tendency to upset people. Texas A&M was last year. Michigan, if you don't remember that, in 2007, I was a little boy when that happened. So Michigan was upset by App State as well. App State has a tendency to upset teams. That's a game that I would look forward to and mark on your calendar and always come to play. So versus App State, that's a home game for them. Versus Minnesota, P.J. Fleck and Minnesota are coming from the Big Ten all the way down to the ACC to Chapel Hill to play North Carolina. That should be a, a, a game to see, a game, an interesting game to watch. Very underrated matchup there. Um, 
that game is interesting. So let's keep an eye on that. So those are some three out-of-conference games that I would watch out for for North Carolina. Then let's, gonna, let's just go into the conference games, right? That's what we're talking about for the ACC standings anyway. Versus Miami, I just mentioned that one. That's a game that could go either way, honestly. Uh, Tyler Van, if Miami's up for it, they could go either way. Right now, I lean more towards North Carolina. I think some of their... Uh, some of their some of their weapons are just too much a little bit, but who knows? Miami could be improved. I think North Carolina is three right now, just because and just because I say they have the edge over Miami, just because of that game right there. I say North Carolina is three because they have the edge over Miami. At Clemson, that's that's a tough one. You got to go to Clemson, South Carolina. You got to go to Death Valley. You got to go play at Memorial, at Clemson Memorial Stadium. Run down the, run down the hill, tap the rock, and Clemson's gonna be ready to play and fired up. North Carolina is gonna have to find a way to, to try to win that and get, you know, find some willpower to win that one. That's gonna be tough. K. Klubnik, excellent quarterback. I'm gonna keep mentioning him, and I think Clemson's gonna have somewhat of a solid season this season. I really do. At Clemson, at NC State, tricky game there. That's yeah, that's their last game. Going to Raleigh, that could go either way. Honestly, uh, I put North Carolina at three, but who knows? You know, North Carolina State could, could surprise a lot of people. North Carolina is the team I would watch out for in the ACC to probably shock people and to upset people. I would say them and possibly Miami. Uh, it, well, if you name three, it could be Wake Forest, North Carolina, and Miami. Those are my three I would name to probably shock everyone. So North Carolina State at North Carolina State for North Carolina. Those are some tough games. Some winnable games. South Carolina could be one. South Carolina is a solid opponent. That's going to be a winnable game. Minnesota's probably, I would say out of the, out of the, the two right now, the winnable games are App State, Minnesota, at NC State, and Miami right now. But if you want to talk about games that can go either way, Miami and NC State. Some losable games, I would probably say Clemson and or South Carolina maybe. I think South Carolina could be a losable game, and I think Clemson is probably a losable game there. But who knows? You never know until the game is actually played. So moving on, number two, Clemson. We got Clemson here, ladies and gentlemen, at number two. You're thinking, why? They have been the mainstay for the whole time, you know, in the ACC. They've been the mainstay for years, ever since Deshaun Watson was there in 2015, 2014, 15. Yeah, they have been. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why I have them at two. K Club Nick is a solid quarterback. They have a team that is rebuilding, and they have a team that is a potentially could shock everybody. Now, here's the big key in this: got you got a good quarterback in K. Clubnick. You just got a offensive coordinator in Garrett Riley, T- former TCU offensive coordinator Garrett Riley, who led TCU to the national championship. He coached Max, Max Duggan, and he coached Keandre Miller at running back and Quentin Johnson at receiver. Garrett Riley is the younger brother of Lincoln Riley, USC head coach. He was an offensive mastermind, just like his brother. Garrett Riley knows how to how to formulate a, a tight spread offense. They're fast pace, um, and Garrett Riley knows what he's doing when he calls plays. So that's a, a good matchup. When I found out he went to Clemson, I was like, oh, they did it now. Clemson's going to uh, be on the rise again, and I think they will be. However, I don't think that it's going to happen this year. That's just my take. I think they'll be second, and I think they could possibly make it to a New Year's Six Bowl. Let me tell you, let me just tell you this. Garrett Riley is going to have him ready, and he's going to give him the experience. And then next season, when Clemson 
forms and Kay Clubnick has a full season under his belt, watch out for Clemson. That's how I that's how I see it. But watch out for Clemson this year. Don't get me wrong. Clemson can rise from the ashes again, shock everybody with Kay Clubnick, and make it to the playoff. Who knows? But right now, the projections in my honest thoughts don't I don't they don't really align in my in my thoughts. I think that a New Year's six bowl could be more likely for them and or a high-grade non-New Year's Six Bowl for Clemson. However, let's go into their schedule, and then let's just look at some of these key games. At Duke, I mean, Duke is a tricky one, in, in my opinion. That's a trap game. Starting off the bat, that should be a winnable game for Clemson. However, it's at Duke, on the road, first game. That could be a tricky one for them. So you got at Duke. Then you got to play Florida State at home. Good. You got home field advantage against Florida State. It's still Florida State. And Florida State's a solid team. They proved that to be last season. While Clemson did defeat Florida State last season at Florida State, that was still a pretty close game until about the mid-fourth mid, mid fourth quarter. It was pretty pretty close up until then. I think Florida State's going to give them a heck of a game. I think that Florida State could potentially get them. So who knows? Florida versus Florida State. Versus Wake Forest, a trap game. Uh, I think that's a winnable game, but it's still a trap game. So it's still a home game for them. That's the advantage I give Clemson in. At Miami, got to come to play for that one. Still a trap game, but it's a very winnable game. At Miami, at NC State. At NC State, again, another trap game. It's in Raleigh. Couple of years, The last time they were in Raleigh, they were upset. 2021, I remember watching that. It was interesting. Um, fans storming on the field at NC State. That was, it was a really, really solid game for both teams. Clemson lost that one. Watch out for NC State. That's a trap game. Versus Notre Dame. That's another game I'd watch out for, even though it's at home for against Notre Dame. Sam Hartman is still a solid quarterback, and now what Sam Hartman did at Wake Forest against Clemson, he put up numbers. Now he's got more weapons around him at Notre Dame with head coach Marcus Freeman. Watch out for Notre Dame. That's a tough one, especially after what happened in South Bend last season. Last season, Clemson lost to Notre Dame, and it wasn't pretty. So versus Notre Dame, that's a home game for them. Versus North Carolina, Drake May, that's going to be a tough one also. Drake May, solid quarterback. Mac Brown's going to have him ready to play, even though it's a home game for Clemson. North Carolina's going to try to come in hot and try to steal that one, so watch out for that one. And then, last but not least, at South Carolina. you got to go to at South Carolina. Clemson did defeat. The Clemson got defeated by South Carolina last season. South Carolina did a great job. They beat Clemson last season. Spencer Rattler, solid team, right? Uh, it was a it was a t- it was a tough one, a tough one for Clemson. Clemson's probably going to have them going to be a little bit more prepared in that one. But K Club Nate's going to try to find a way to get stuff done there. South Carolina, tough one. Spencer Rattler, you got Juice, you got a lot of guys uh, on Shane Beamer's squad that's going to be ready to play. They're ready to play. So that's at South Carolina. That's a tricky schedule. If you look at it, uh, winnable games. You got Duke. You got Wake Forest. Winnable game against NC State. Could be against South Carolina. I think some of the the games that I would watch out for is Florida State, Notre Dame, and South Carolina. Honestly, if you're talking about on the schedule overall, but if we're talking about just conference, Florida State and North Carolina are the ones I'm watching out for. Those are the games that I'm kind of keeping an eye on if I'm, you know, in conference. For Clemson, but I have Clemson at two. Number one, Florida State. So you got Florida State at one. Who do they have on their schedule? Well, that opener against LSU is eyeballs right there. 
potential top 10, potential top 10, could be even top four matchup right there, or top five matchup there. Florida State, LSU. That's going to be, it was a heck of a game in New Orleans. One point win for Florida State. And it was a barn burner until the end. Back and forth. And it was a very exciting game. Just because of the storyline behind that game, that will be a fun one to watch. And the seasons that they had after that game. You know, after that game, both teams went on to have great seasons. So, Florida State, LSU, top 10 matchup in Orlando. Then, you got at Clemson. Always a tricky game, uh, but you have the players for it. So watch out for watch out for that one for Clemson. You got you have the players for that one. Going to be a star Sunday matchup at Clemson, South Carolina, at Wake Forest. Could be a trap game there. Watch out for Wake Forest again at Salem Hill. Always a tricky environment to play against. And then versus Miami, uh, that that is a home game for them. Old school rivalry there, but Tyler Van Dyke is the truth. I think he's legit. Watch out for Miami there. Could be a trap game there. Who knows? I favor Florida State in that one, but Miami could be solid. These are the key games that I got. And then, last but not least, they got Florida. At Florida. It's always tricky to go to Gainesville. Now, that could be a winnable game if Florida doesn't change up anything in their spring game. Their spring game didn't look good for Florida. So, you can got, if you're a Florida State fan, you can kind of, you know, you know relax and breathe if that translates into Florida season. But... Always a game to, to, to look out for and to consider. Some winnable games. Obviously, LSU. They could beat LSU. Honestly, they could. L- I mean, LSU's got a strong team. Very strong team. Is LSU favored? Yeah, they're favored, but Florida State could do it. Uh, winnable game at Clemson. Winnable game at Hawaii. Honestly, winnable game on all these key games. They're all winnable for them because they got the team to do it. But... They could also be some trap games and some and some games that I would take, keep an eye on. A game that is a potential loss, LSU, potential loss, Clemson. I don't see them losing to Miami. I don't see them losing to Florida, and I don't see them losing to Wake Forest. Um, they could be there could be some trap games, obviously, but I don't see them losing to those teams. Trap games, but I see them winning those games. So, what does that mean? Graphic pops off. You have Clemson at two, Florida State at one. So, does that mean Florida State beats Clemson to jump them? Yeah. I think Florida State in the regular season beats Clemson to jump them. But, like I said, I think Clemson loses to Florida State and wins out the rest of their schedule. There's no division. So, one versus two in Charlotte, right, for the ACC title game. So, what does that mean? It means Florida State and Clemson are going to rematch is what it means. So, when you look at that, and let's just pop up that graphic now. Or I'm sorry, don't pop up the graphic now. I got to say this. Number one versus number two, Florida State Clemson rematch in the ACC championship. Now we're about to pop up the graphic. Rematch result, Florida State defeats Clemson in the ACC championship game in a rematch. I say Florida State beats them in the regular season, and I say they beat them in the rematch. Um, Honestly, Florida State has a shot at making it to the college football playoff. 2023 ACC championship game result. Florida State defeats Clemson in a rematch. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that, you know, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, Clemson, I think Clemson only loses two games, two games, and it's to Florida State twice. I honestly, you know, I'm a believer, I'm a believer in that. They could go to the uh, New Year's Six Bowl, and Florida State could go to a New Year's Six Bowl. 
Somebody can surprise Florida State and upset them. Who knows? That's just projections. But if you look at it this way, they have a good shot at making it to the college football playoff. They can afford to lose one or two games. They really could. Um, Florida State could afford to lose that LSU game and still make it into the college football playoff. I would say they have to lose for playoff hopes. They're going to have to lose that one and then move forward. Uh, so, and same with Clemson. If Clemson drops to Florida State and then rematches them and beats them in the ACC championship, that's a one-loss Clemson team and an ACC champion. So you could easily put them in, right? So I would say Florida State could afford to lose that LSU game and still make it in. But I would say Florida State has to win out and not lose a trap game or not lose a game to a Wake Forest or a Miami or even a Florida, because I think that will hurt Florida State's chances in making it to the playoffs. Not not a, not a New Year's Six Bowl, but a playoff hope. So I say Florida State defeats Clemson, and I say they could have a shot at going to the playoff. Um, who knows? I'm not saying they're going to get in. I'll say they have a shot at it, though. So... That's just the ACC projection standings, and we're out of time. So a big thank you for taking some time out of your Tuesday afternoon to just sit back, watch, and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Facebook and we have Twitter. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine. You'll find it. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All I got to do is type in Pigskin Frenzy and you'll find it. You'll follow along the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, notifications from across college and NFL football. A big thank you once again. We're going to be you know, talking about some NFL action Thursday. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to be talking about some NFL news from across the league. Um, talking about some NFL draft news. I posted it on social media so go and check it out on twitter and facebook and we're going to talk about you know everything going around the national football league so again big thank you for taking some time today i'm joel norris and signing off we'll see you thursday for another edition of pigskin frenzy and for everybody out there stay the course